Good evening, good evening. Words from Holy Spirit right now. Empowerment, much more from Holy Spirit right now. Strength from Holy Spirit right now. Enjoyment and laughter at the same time, along with the teachings right now. Right now. Right now, receive. This is your right now encounter to receive. Let nothing else get in the way. Because there is nothing else more important. and can ever be important to even be in the way for Holy Spirit to do what it is sent to do. Which is to comfort you and I regardless of all things. And all things mean all in all. The day that you had, lift it up and give God thanks. Even if it was discomfort, give God thanks. You may felt like you didn't know what to say or you might have not said the right thing. Give him thanks. Anyhow, you may have felt bothered or troubled, disappointed. Give him thanks right now. Because Holy Spirit is doing exactly what Christ has released Holy Spirit to do until he come back, which is to comfort us. And not comfort as in a soft pillow to lie down, but to relax spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Be very mindful what you confess right now. Because Satan is not as close as you think he is to you right now. He's so afraid of the glory that is upon you right now. He's so afraid of your perseverance right now. He's so afraid of your endurance right now. He's so afraid of you standing firm right now. He's so afraid of you denying negativity to embrace positivity like never before right now. Even when you think to say something you know you shouldn't say, but instead you say, you know what? I'm not even going to do that. I'm going to say what I know I should say anyhow, regardless of what things look like or appear to be in any situation in my life and those who are around me right now, regardless how my body feel right now, receive, receive the rejoicing right now. And when I say right now, God means right now at this opportune time. As I'm speaking to you, you are already receiving because we are connected. It's not for you to see me for you to receive. You already receive because you are connected. We are many members representing one body. And right now, right where you are, just say, Father, I thank you. Father, I praise you. Father, I acknowledge you. Have no worries about anything. 
See, right now where you are, it's not Satan that's doing anything. It's you. So be mindful what you think, how you think, what you pay attention to right now. Far as your mood, right now. You have so much authority over every evil encounter, demonic serpent, scorpion, every demonic force right now as you have never had before right now. Do not ever put your attention on anything other than just being glad in it right now. If you got to stop where you are, even in the grocery store, and think back to the goodness of God from that last encounter to keep you moving forward, just do it right now. Holy Spirit, say, I am here to comfort. And I'm going to do exactly what I am sent here to do, which is comfort you, for you to feel comfort when you can rejoice in the midst of whatever appeared to be right now. The devil will try it. But when he see that your heart is still fixed. And still guarded. That there are no openings for the issues of life. He cannot do nothing but flee. Right now. And when I say right now. That lasts forevermore. If you allow it to stay that way. As of right now. Everything working itself out for your good right now. We're not thinking about what happened earlier. We give God praise because we're still here in spite of. That's nothing but his goodness. Nothing but his word. Allowing you to feel and experience and encounter that he is who we say he is. Because if he was not, you wouldn't be right where you are right now. Seriously. It don't matter what your body trying to say to you regarding any body part. You have the ability to speak to that body part right now. To every kidney right now. To every liver right now. To every lung right now. To every blood cell right now. To every brain vessel right now. Even to your eye sockets right now. Even your ear gates right now. Your nasal right now. Your voice right now. Your feet Right now, your bones right now to every organ. God gives us a perfect example. Then for right now. Every testimony. But thinking about the testimony of Ezekiel in the valley of the dry bones. And they came alive. They began to rattle. They began to rattle. And that was a spiritual encounter. I'm speaking to you right now, spiritually, supernaturally, to manifest itself into your life naturally right now. There is no such thing as no doctor port, doctor's report, excuse me, to overtake you right now. But if you submit to it, you're going to have whatever you say right now. Listen to the words right now. Don't say what God don't say right now. Don't do what God wouldn't do right now. 
Don't even try to figure it out right now. Just lift up your hands. You know what happens when you throw your hands up and say, God, you got it. Father, you got it. Someone called me today with a disturbing email last night. And guess what? You have a and guess what? I say, Father, I'm not doing that. I'm not worrying about nothing. But at the same time, I went to God and I said, God, don't allow this to happen. Because you can allow something to happen to set me up to prosper. But I don't want to go through that process. Because I know how a process may seem for you to take us somewhere out of our norm and we feel uncomfortable. I don't want to feel uncomfortable right now. Because I'm enjoying rejoicing. I'm enjoying your glory right now. And I'm being so honest to you right now. And then I said, you know what? What am I saying? Father, if you want to take me up higher right now, where I'm not used to being right now, getting out of my norm right now, feeling uncomfortable right now, for you to take me where I've never been right now, then so be it right now. Go ahead and do it right now because you have my best interest in your heart, in your hands right now. And when I say right now, that means forevermore right now. I said, let me give you a praise right now. Because it don't look like I should. It don't look like I could. But I'm going to do it anyhow right now. I'm going to be honest. Because honesty is nothing but love and honor right now. And I was sitting up and I was like, God, it don't feel good to have insults and threats coming to me about my well-being right now. But greater are you right now Who's in me right now Than he who's in the world right now So let me deny everything that I just said That was unlike what I should say right now What should I do? Matter of fact, I know what to do right now Give praise right now Give thanks right now Release it unto you right now The love and the trust I have for you right now Because you trust me right now You so love me right now You believe in me right now That's why you spared me right now Because if you did not impart anything in me right now I wouldn't be here right now But don't disregard those who are not here right now but I am here right now. So let me make the best of this right now. Because you are up to something good right now. So I denied it right now. And I begin to speak and declare the decree right now. And guess what happened right now? It turned around for my good right now. What was said to be against me right now was in for my good right now. Worked itself for my favor right now. Became a miracle right now. Because it was a sign right now. And now there's a wonder right now. Which I give praise to right now because of the wonder right now I see the manifestation right now because I chose to believe right now everything work itself out for your good 
you better believe that like never before right now. The way how you eat natural food, you better eat these words of encouragement right now. Let your jaws be full right now. Let your mind be cluttered with the good works being refreshed by your mind being renewed right now. Stir your spirit up like never before right now. Lift up to the hills that come of your help, knowing your help comes from the Lord right now. Don't confess what you see in the natural right now because God is up to something good supernaturally right now, which always manifests itself in the natural right now. God said today, gave me one word for the whole body. Traffic. Many are so excited and the excitement is overtaking many because they don't know how to handle it right now. And what he mean by that right now, many of us are not used to experiencing or encountering goodness right now. But the old is passed away right now. All things become new right now. New expenses right now. New heavily downloads and deposits right now. New revelation as to what you should do next regarding any affair in your life right now. In any and every area of your life right now. God says stop thinking ahead so much. Stop saying I will come. It will happen. It is coming. No, it is here. How can you say it will come? It is coming. My blessing will show up. I'm in a season where it will prosper. They're saying as if you're taking a thought for tomorrow. Every day you live unto the day as a right now. Because you serve a right now God right now. Now just because you don't see the full manifestation right now. Don't mean it have not been manifested right now. Do you believe in God that much right now to give him praise for what you see spiritually right now? Because he didn't have to show you first right now before you encounter it right now. You understand right now. He give me the words right now, right now, right now, right now. I am who I say I am right now. It don't mean that I wasn't ever before. Doesn't mean that I would never ever be In the future, I'm just speaking to you right now. Take no thoughts about the past. It's over right now. Take no thoughts about the future. Take thoughts about right now. Right now. Take no thoughts of tomorrow right now. Have no worries right now. Because when you think about tomorrow right now, a lot of times we be worried right now because we don't know what's to happen right now. So we try to lean to our own understanding right now. When he said lean not to your own understanding right now, but put your full trust in me right now. Come on, somebody. There is no such thing as lack. All God is trying to do is cause us to exceed and excel. So if you feel as though finances is your issue or is your challenge right now, then give forth a praise to water your seed on good ground that you already have in the ground right now. Do you know every time somebody lifts you up in prayer, even when we speak in our heavenly language, you already lifted in prayer because heavenly language know to speak not for some people, but it speaks for all people. It intercedes for us all right now. 
right now. You have whatever you say right now. If you believe that something is wrong with you right now, you're going to encounter something wrong right now. But if you deny that and stir yourself up right now by believing God like never before, in spite of how you feel physically right now, you're going to see the results right now. I'm trying to tell you right now. Matter of fact, I just told you right now. Feel the glory. When I say feel, I mean feel. Because everything work itself out for your good right now. A lot of us been used to disappointments upon disappointments upon disappointments and receiving prophecies that we have not even seen. Doesn't mean it didn't manifest right now. But guess what? You're going to have whatever you say right now. And that goes for every second of your life as of right now. It could be your season for manifestation right now. But because you spoke against it, you're going to have whatever you say right now. But it doesn't mean that God don't already have it already afforded unto you right now. Or written regarding you this day right now. It's just that you chose not to believe right now. But I pray unto you right now that you let your heart not be troubled right now. Instead, give thanks for what you don't even know to give thanks for right now. Just say thank you right now. Your thank you goes according to everything that you believe in God to do right now. The high tides. Let me tell you what the high tides look like. It's a huge ship in the middle of the ocean. In a very, very, you know, disturbing storm. A very disturbing storm. When God said that it rains... It doesn't mean that it's something that's not or anything that's not going to try to cause it not to rain in your life as in blessings. So if you don't receive the storm, it's going to be dry for you right now. The ship, which means and which symbolizes everything that God said concerning you, even the things you don't even know about for the rest of your days, not even just here in the earth, but also in the kingdom. So you're not living here in the earth up to the kingdom. You're living here in the earth as it is in the kingdom right now. So everything you have in the kingdom right now, you possess it right now. If you have the thought even to say It don't look like it's time to happen right now. It's not going to be the time to happen right now. Because he's giving you the power and the ability right now to have whatsoever you say right now. So change your words right now. For those who have mortgages right now and look like it's not working out for you right now, give God praise right now. I'm trying to tell you because my rent is the same as your mortgage. I don't have to pay a thing right now. I mean, it's zero right now. It went from zero to uh, leave the keys on the table right now. I said, wait a second. No, no, no. Father, I don't want to go through this process. Because I know you, Father. You will take us out of comfort. Even if, give you an example. 
if you even lose your house due to not paying no mortgage, or even if anything can happen where you just don't have your house anymore due to any kind of tragedy, you cannot look at that and see that as a disturbance right now. You have to know that everything worked out for your good. But I was trying to deny that process. And God said, don't do that right now. I'm taking your trust up higher in me right now to know that if anything happens because I have better for you right now. Don't be comfortable to be uncomfortable right now. For every marriage that you want to work, even if God didn't even speak to you about the marriage, do you know he have mercy upon it can work? But let him deal with you regarding it right now and not have God to deal with the other party right now because everything starts with you right now. He can have it to work for your good right now. You understand that? Now there's times when God say that's just not for you. And there's times that God can have mercy upon you. Do you understand these words from Holy Spirit right now? Because Holy Spirit is showing up and speaking Because God has also elevated his glory upon Holy Spirit right now. Everything good has been elevated right now. God's spirit and his truth has been elevated. You know why? Because his glory is here like never before right now. You know what Satan is? He's hiding right now. So if anything happened to you that you don't want to happen as a disturbance, it's because you allowed it to right now. Don't blame Satan right now. Because he can't even take the glory that's on your life right now. And he knows it right now. And looking at you trembling, seeing that even if you know it or don't right now. Receive these words right now. And trust me, you're going to hear them a lot in this season. Not even just from me. Everywhere you go. Many are reaping the blessings from your life right now. You understand? God knows everything. But God would not do anything that you would not allow him to do. And that's honest truth. Because that's why he has the word restoration. Meaning it has to be repositioned back. re connected back rejoined back you understand but thank God for his mercy because those who show mercy shall obtain mercy right now he says study the beatitudes because I want you guys to really really have this in your spirit right now bless listen Bless, listen, bless, listen, bless are those who are poor in spirit. That means humbled, humbled, not prideful in spirit. But you know what's so important about that message? He didn't say in the flesh. He said poor in spirit. And your spirit man knows all truth. 
But there is a such thing if you allow your flesh to overtake your spirit and your spirit may still know the truth. But because it's under submission to the flesh, it has to obey because you live in spirit, soul and body. And Christ said, bless are the poor in spirit. Humble the spirit to allow the spirit man to rule and reign outside the flesh. For there is the kingdom of heaven. And where the kingdom is, mm, there are your desires also. Prove me that I won't open the windows of heaven. You seek me first. And the kingdom, and the kingdom, and the kingdom of God. You understand? All these things will be added unto you. After he said, blessed are the poor in spirit, not in flesh, in spirit. Meaning allowing your spirit to remain humble by obtaining its right standards as a creation. Because those who worship God must worship God in spirit and in truth. And the second beatitude is, bless, bless, bless. Let me start over. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Bless them that what? Mourn. Mourn. What do you think about when you think of the word mourn? It cannot be sorrow. A lot of times the world say to us, we mourn when we lose a loved one or a friend. How can you mourn if you know where they are? And not even looking at their lifestyle. Because your prayers have been answered regarding any family's lifestyle. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who cry out. Not from a place of despair. But cry out from a place of grace. For they shall be comforted. By who? The comforter. Blessed are the meek. The meek, the humble ones, the ones who care. You walking with God because you care about yourself and those around you. For you shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger, spiritually hunger and thirst after righteousness. Righteousness don't come with obedience. Righteousness comes with consecration. Comes with conversion due to conviction. Knowing that you already been made right. For they shall be filled. Filled with what? Holy Spirit. The Spirit of truth. The Spirit of God. That lead you to all understanding. You cannot walk with God and not receive wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. That is a gift. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst. For they shall be filled. Shall be filled. Filled with the Spirit of God. Blessed are the merciful. 
for they shall obtain mercy. Being merciful. When you have the ability to make the right decision in the midst of wrong, due to anybody wrongdoing, even about you or regarding you or towards you, and you still choose to do right, you shall obtain mercy. And speaking about mercy, God's mercy seat is not a place to sit down. It's a treasure. Mercy seat of God is not a seat. It's a treasure. And God said, where your heart is, your treasure will be also. You know what happens when you're merciful? You forgive. You forget. You move on. You move past. You move forward. You don't deny his love, his truth. So many people deny mercy because they feel like they have the power at that right opportune time to let someone know that they did wrong. And they feel so good to say it. You did wrong to me. You hurt me. You lied to me. And I want you to know it. That's not forgiveness. Therefore, there is no mercy. So if there's no mercy upon them, there's no mercy upon you. Simple as that. Blessed are the pure in heart. Pure in heart. Hearts be purified. Not broken. Not upset. Not angry. Not unforgiving, not lustful, not doubtful. And when your heart is pure, meaning it's all unto the will of God. God, here is my heart. You can have my heart, my mind, my soul, my being. You should see God. And Christ said, no one gets to the Father lest they get through me. But he's also said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So in order for you to get past him to see God, your heart must be pure. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. You know what happens when you make peace in the midst of chaos, disturbance, disrespect, argument. Somebody want to be right, want to gossip about you. Do the most defiling thing towards you. You don't have to defend yourself. Be a peacemaker. Make peace. Christ told Judas what he was about to do. And guess what Judas did? First of all, he said, I would, who would do that? You. In other words, you. Since you want to ask me who would do it, saying you would never do it, it's you. No other disciple asked that. Judas did. I can never do that to you. No, you. Before this time, this hour, after the crow cropped three times, you will. That's Peter. But Jesus, excuse me. Judas denied. Betrayed. Betrayed. Peter denied. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because Peter also acts. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I would never do that. Judas and Peter was the only ones who spoke. No one else did at the table when Christ said that. But Peter and Judas. And they were the only two to do it. Peter, I can never deny your name. Who are you talking about? He kept urging Christ. Christ didn't want to say anything. Look, man. Paraphrasing. Before the cock crow, before the crow crop, you understand. You're going to deny me three times. And dismiss Judas. Who are you referring to? He knew who he was referring to. Like Christ wasn't going to call him out. Go ahead and do what you was about to do. Because you already started the process. You already went to them about me. About the money. You already got mad at Mary. About giving me the fresh oil. The mirth. From the alabaster box. To anoint my feet. To anoint me. To anoint this atmosphere. You thought about the price. And her focus on love and sacrifice. Because there was still an old covenant. So she bought, instead of, she could have bought him a burnt offering. A burnt offering is, you know, animals. But she burnt, she bought him, excuse me, burnt oil. That you can burn. That's what they did with the oil. We burn. That's what we still do today to oil. We burn. If you wanted to light up the atmosphere fast. You understand? Dismiss Judas. And guess what Judas did after he told him what he was going to do. He still did it anyway. Anyway. And guess what Judas is now? In the kingdom. For you heard the other night. He was filled with so much shame. What he did. He took his own life. Let me share with you guys a gift. And I always do. I don't mind. Because that's what God had me to do. That's what I'm called to do. Release the gifts. Because it sharpens other gifts. God don't show me every person. Who commit suicide. But those ones who break the news. That go viral. God always have them to come to me. And encounter before they come to him. Because I intercede for us all. I pinpoint everything. At all times. I don't leave out nothing. No times guys. And God said to me. This woman prayed for you. You gave up. And what do they say to me every time. Before they enter into the kingdom, I wasn't thinking. Forgive me, I wasn't thinking. I had no idea. Even your family members that depart their body and go to the kingdom who disregarded you, God talked to them about you before they even make it to God. I didn't know. Like my grandfather, a bishop for over 40 years. The baton supposed to be passed 
down from children to children to children to grandchildren to great grand. But it skipped the generation and it went straight down to me. He had no idea why he was here. It was me that was touched. Just like Jesse never thought that it was David the one who would conquer Goliath. Excuse my excitement. And God had my grandfather before he went to God. Pass the baton to your granddaughter. Because she's the one who's touched. And he looked at Christ like, what? It's my granddaughter. Your granddaughter. She has the mantle. She has the covering. Pass her the baton. Pass her the baton. And he looked at me with such sorrow in his eyes. I'm going to tell you something. When you depart your body, there's no quick encounter. Christ is spending a lot of time with you, talking to you, communing with you in ways that he didn't get a chance to when you were here. For anybody who disregarded. I know. I see. I'm gifted to see. And my grandfather, he was amazed. It's my granddaughter? Your granddaughter. Oh my gosh. I denied her all this time. I didn't want to be bothered with her all this time. I thought she just left my church because she didn't want to be bothered with me. She didn't like... No. It was I who did that. Passed her the baton. And he passed me the baton with sorrow in his eyes. I would never forget. I grabbed the baton. Before he let go, I said, "Mm mm-mm. We're going to carry this baton together. And his eyes lit up and looked at me like, what? After all I've done and said to you, you said we're going to carry it together. I'm in the kingdom. You're still in the earth. And you're still releasing my name here in the earth? After I disregarded part of my assignment, if any of it, most of it, all of it. Now I know you've been called by God to have a heart like that. Bless all the peacemakers. For they shall be called the children of God. If you're listening, you've been wrong many of times, many of days for those who are close to you. And you didn't know how you were going to get past it. It hurted you. It bothered you to the point you didn't even want to be bothered with them. You hated them. And guess what? Look at you today. Bless all the peacemakers. For they shall be called the children of God. And after Christ said that, bless are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for my name's sake. He considered his name righteous. Because of him, we've been made right. No matter how many translations, a lot of translations, when it comes to the Beatitudes, I love King James Version because it's given to us raw. Without no, you know, trying to give you soft, pacifying words to have you comprehend better. No, King James Version of Beatitudes. Matthew 5, no. King James Version. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, which is my name's sake. For For there is the kingdom of heaven. I never forget that encounter my grandfather had. Now imagine how Jesse felt when the king walked David out by anointing him. 
He didn't just anoint him. Everything wasn't able to be written. And I'm sure, like the Holy Spirit said to me, many things were written that it got, you know, lost in the wrong hands throughout the years. That was a lot of years ago, guys. And look what we have today. The, that's why it's called basic instructions. But there's so many other encounters that's not mentioned. But when you be tuned into God, he will show you things. Like God showed me. Jesus showed me. Him and John walking. And John stood up to me and said, look, I need you to correct this. I never said that I was the one who Jesus loved the most. I never said that. As a disciple, as a, a you know, an apostle, a follower, even as a, you know, epistle, I can never say that. The written word of God. I can never say Christ loved me the most. When he loved us all. He chosen us all. It was backwards. I was the one who loved Christ so much. And I can never say the most. I just spent the most time with him. The others had other things to do. I am the youngest disciple. And John said that to me. I'm the youngest disciple. I had no kids. I had no wife. Even though I had a family, I had free time, and I spent all my time following Christ. When others like Peter, Bartholomew, all of them, they had wives and families and jobs. I had nothing. I was young. I devoted my time with Christ. Everywhere he went, I went. And Christ showed me that. Him and John walking at the seaside. Christ on the right and John on the left. From the shore, both of their hair blown in the wind. I will never forget what they had on. And John was just sitting there listening. And Christ was just speaking, so excited to speak to John because John was so hungry to hear. John gave all his time to Christ. He never said, and I'm speaking as of his defense, that he was the one who Christ loved the most. They don't even sound right. To even be Christ-like. It don't even sound right for the Messiah to even say. He loved me more than them. No way. But he did ask Peter. There's another mystery. Hallelujah. Father, you got me preaching tonight. Every time I word stumble, please forgive me. But listen, for real. It's something about that seaside when Christ made that prefix that morning. When they was toiling all night to get fish. That's why I want that encounter. That's my greatest, my greatest desire to win the house of the Lord. Thank you, Father. My second is to fulfill my assignment. But my third great desire is to eat some food at the seaside, at the beach. Just fix something on a fire. I don't care if it's corn, meat, whatever. Just to have that encounter, I always hunger for that. Put something on the fire while we buy the water on the sand. That's my greatest desire. I never had that. I always wanted that. And I think God gave me a husband that could do that for me. My God. Jesus Christ. But back to the subject. Do you have anything? No. Christ knew they didn't have anything. See, it just speak about it was written what we was able to receive because it's basic instructions. So many other instructions encountering that area. And you will soon find out because Christ is going to tell you everything you need to know. 
If not now, when you get in the kingdom. But it's best to know now. Ask him now. He'll show you in a vision or a dream. Nothing but a prophecy. Because what happened then, it always remained. And what happened was, Peter was the fisherman of all of them. There was other fishermen, but Peter was so serious about it. That was Peter's source of income. That was his source of income to be a fisherman. And it wasn't the, it wasn't the only set of brothers that Pete, uh, that Christ called to leave the net, to leave the boat, to go with him. It was another set of brothers. You understand? Who would they die? You understand? And they said no. And Christ said, bring some of what you have. After he had them to draw the net to get 155 to 153 pieces of silver fish. It was only silver fish. Where they were. It wasn't no catfish. It was no swordfish. It was only silverfish where they were. Due to the location. He showed me. He told me. And what happened is. He told Peter. Grab some of what you have. Peter. Took off his garments. Because that was going to hold him off. Of swimming faster. To go to Christ. But it never was mentioned that no one bought the fish that they got but Peter. And I'm going to tell you how it was Peter who swam to Christ currying that net of fish. Because Christ came directly to Peter. Because I saw and I know. And I'm not going to say nothing that I don't know. If I don't know, I just don't. I find out, but I know. He came to have It was only about, what, four or five disciples? The other ones was working, you know, with families. Only the other four that was working all night. It doesn't even say if all the 12 were there that night. But that morning, it was about four or five. It says in the word. And Peter was one. Bring some, some, some of what you have. And here he go addressing Peter. It went from... Bring some of what you have. Now they all on the side. After Peter got there to Christ first. Peter dived in that water first. Peter was very bold. First one, to, you know, to walk on water. The first one to tell Christ. I'm not going to be the one to deceive you. <laughs> After the crow cock three times. You will deny me. He was bold. And guess what? After he realized what he'd done, he never done that again. But he also changed Peter's name. Peter is that bold. Who do you say I am? Peter? Because Peter was the boldest one. When it comes to the truth. And after the day of Pentecost, during the day of Pentecost, Peter never stopped preaching the gospel even when he encountered Paul. We go back, let me rewind it back. Say, Peter, do you love me more than these? 
That's how I know Peter had the fish. He carried the net of fish with him. That's how much Peter cared about his job. Because Peter saw a come up. We never gained a hundred and some fish before at one time. Oh, we about to be, we about to go up now, guys. Are we good now? Bring some, Peter. I know I gave you all of that. I given you all of that. But bring some. Peter bought the whole net. And let me explain to you how I know. Because Christ explained it to me. But let me explain to you how I know. Peter, do you love me more than these? And many people say today that Christ referring to the disciples. Christ would never refer to a person as these. He would have said, do you love me more than them? And he would never even ask regarding others, do you love me more than? Because God has no respect of a person. So why would he even ask you, do you love me more than them? Why they right here in front of you. Now you think about it for a second. How would you feel if Christ asked someone who you with, do you love me more than them? He wouldn't have asked you that, especially if you're referring to you as these and not them. He said these. Because these is another plural form of, you know, of things and not them. Excuse me, things. Do you love me more than these things? Because he didn't say them Because he honored people that much He had to ask Peter three times Do you love me more than these? And my spiritual mom said He asked them three times Because the third time When he heard the cock crow The crow cock Excuse me I keep always confusing The cock crow The crow cock Peter realized he denied him. What Christ already said felt very bad. Christ already been risen during that encounter. And Peter learned this lesson. Do you love me more than these? Three times. Three times, Peter. And God said to me, one for the Father, the second one for the Son, and the third one for Holy Spirit. A lot of times God will ask you things in threes, especially if he's trying to gain your attention. If you're not comprehending well, I'm going to ask you again. And it may not be the same way. It may be in different forms. Let me ask you again. Even if he's trying to build up your confidence and your trust in the area of money, okay? Now, here goes your mortgage. I'm going to ask you again. Now, here goes other expenses that you care about. I'm going to ask you again. Now here comes the gas in your car. I'm going to ask you again. In threes. And Peter say so many words. What do you mean? Yes, I love you. Do you love me more than these? You know why Christ asked him, do you love me more than these? Do you know what Christ was even referring to that Christ said to me? He was referring to the fish. Because he told Peter, bring some. Peter bought all of the fish because Peter cared that much because they toured all night to get fish and then Christ gave them a miracle to get 153 to 55 fish 155 fish that's a come up you see Christ you're not going to leave nothing behind to wither away you're going to bring it all because Peter cared that much he was a fisherman and that's why he said I'm going to 
called you a fisher of men. Now you are a fisher of men. No longer a fisherman because you care too much. Now the same way you care about these things, these fish, you're going to care about my people. Now go. Peter showed how much he cared. He cared too much. See, a lot of times we care about material things too much. Do you love me more than that house? Do you love me more than that money? Do you love me more than that business? Do you love me more than yourself? Then go bring others unto me if you do. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for there is the kingdom of heaven. You understand. Many times we read the word and we say, I wouldn't have said that. I wouldn't have done that. It may not have been in that way, but how many times you have denied the name? How many times you went against the word? How many times you stopped believing or had to stir yourself up to believe? Honestly, come on. It's all right to praise with everything going right, but let somebody knock on your door and say, uh, you got to leave by tomorrow morning. Your whole house got to be gone. What? You understand? But bless all the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Bless all those who persecuted for my name's sake, for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. God had me to experience a very powerful encounter with you guys. And I wasn't even able, a lot of times, guys, let me say this. When I speak in tongues, when, when I encounter heavenly hosts, like, like Michael and all of them, y'all heard me. Sometimes they laugh because I don't say it how they saying it. Because sometimes the way how they say it is a tongue twister. Honestly, even God say, come on, say it right. Okay, Father. Everybody wanted to speak that was considered to be, you know, disregarded in the Bible that night when Michael came. It started with Adam, then Eve wanted to speak. And I was trying my best to sing to the melody as they were saying. It wasn't going, you know, how they were saying it, but it was released. You understand? God said all the time, and even he had Michael even say, Yeah, we laugh at you when we hear you say the things that, you know, you know, speaking in tongues and words that we give you to comprehend or, you know, interpret it and you say it, you know, differently. But we get what you're saying, but we still laugh. At, not at you, but we laughing with you because we know you mean, you know, the best. Because we know that you have a spirit, soul, and body, and we don't know what that's like to even have. Because we are all spirit. We understand. For Michael to encounter you. For Gabriel to encounter you. Raphael to encounter you. They didn't have to use me to say and give revelation how they all names end with an L. Satan is with, you know, er. It's a difference. You understand? Even if you research the plurals and the synonyms and, you know, pronouns to er and L, you will see a major difference. And Satan never knew that. But this is my time for now. Just allow God to be God. You understand? I love you. 
I love you. Before I leave very quickly, God said, share another one. You know, Abraham and Sarah. Hagar was never supposed to conceive Abraham's kid. Because God already spoke to Abraham and Sarah regarding their child. But, you know, Sarah got impatient and told Abraham, sleep with Hagar. Since I can't give you a child, let her give you one. But when she gave birth to Ishmael, she got pissed. Oh, you got a child by her. She gave you something I couldn't give you. Same thing for Rachel and Leah. My sister was given to you first, but you wanted me. But my father said, if you marry her, you were actually tricked. Because you thought you were sleeping with me, but it was my sister. Come on, somebody. It seemed like all the ones who are easy to conceive in the Old Testament are the ones who were not supposed to be with the man. But the ones who were supposed to be were barren. And you know why they were barren? Because God was teaching them how to be patient. Because you're granting favor for the bring birth a child like that. And they all were great leaders. All of them. All of them. Great leaders. Jacob never looked at Reuben, all of, any of the other ones. Judah. He looked at Joseph and Benjamin because of their mother, Rachel. Not because he conceived at an old age. That's why he favored Joseph. Then why did he favor Benjamin more than Joseph? Because he was much older to conceive Benjamin. Because it was from Rachel who he loved. He was promised Rachel by God. But he was tricked with Leah. You understand? In other words, God's timing is not your timing. Especially when it comes to a promise. Just give him praise. Greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world. I love you.